You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. When it's time to get some new windows or a new door, you got to go with them. Why? Because they can provide window and door solutions to any home and because of the people. The people are great. Brian, Clint, Steve, Vince, the whole gang, everybody with Pella, awesome individuals. And you know what else is great? You're going to be working with those awesome individuals the entire time. Do you realize, I didn't know this, but do you realize when you work with some other window companies, all of a sudden questions pop up like who's installing it, who's going to pre-finish it, and you got to call that person, you got to get in touch with them, and you got to call them, nope, they do that, they do this. Ugh. All of a sudden you're dealing with like four or five different people. That's awful. You want the convenience and simplicity of working with one company, not three or four. That's Pella. Check them out on the web, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. All right, on the pod today, we got my former roommate at Creighton. Uh, he's been with, uh, gosh, like nine, I think, NBA teams now. He uh, He's Anthony Tolliver. Uh, he is just an outstanding human being. Um, great basketball player, obviously. And uh, I wanted to catch up with, uh, with AT wanted to get a sense of, Hey, what, what's this time like for an NBA player being quarantined, social distancing, trying to stay in shape, trying to make sure you stay ready for it. You know, the, the season, if it comes back, whatever it is, I mean, what's, what's all this like from an NBA player's perspective. And I wanted to touch on, uh, Anthony's thoughts on, uh, a lot of this stuff happening with, with Tyson Alexander, Entering the draft, also the Jalen Green G League decision that he made, one of the uh, you know top ten high school players in the country, elected to go uh, sign a five hundred thousand dollar contract to play in the G League uh, for this new developmental program that they're creating, rather than going to college. Just get uh, Tolliver's thoughts on a bunch of different things. Uh, so I figured I'd I'd hit up my guy A Train. So the, without further ado, let's get to it. Here is my podcast chat with Anthony Tolliver. I will. Uh, I know you got. You got like 65 little kids running around, so I'll knock this out and get you on your way, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is, right, that's why I strategically place a lot of my phone calls between 1.30 and 3.30 because that is quiet time, nap time, slash not a, not running around time. So I, I love it. I, I love it. Well, you know what? I actually – the, we're we're going to keep all this in because I like that answer. So we're off and running right now. Okay? So we're, we're, we are off and running. Are you – where are you quarantined right now? Where – like, where are you at? We are in in Texas at our okay. at our home in in Texas uh, outside of outside of Dallas. Okay, so that's uh, that's home, brother. How, so I guess before we get to basketball, business, all this other stuff, how how are you guys doing? I mean, you got four kids. Uh, you got your wife Jessica. Like, how, everybody good? Every every everything? Are you guys safe and healthy? Yes. Yeah, we're good. Just uh, <clears throat> you know, just really fortunate and blessed to have um the resources that we have and um you know have the house that we have and you know obviously when we built this house 
you know, we didn't ever intend on uh, quarantining in it. Uh, you know, so, <laughs> sure. um, but, you know, it just happened to be that we have a, a really great setup for that. You know, um, I built a, uh, a small little um, workout facility okay. in my garage where, you know, have multiple machines and pull-up bars and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, can get the workouts in, in the garage and, and I, uh, we have a pool and so that's dope. And then, um, my dream was always to have like a little, a half court indoor gym. Well, my, my real dream was to have a full court. Sure. It's too, too expensive. Too expensive. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I settled, so I settled for a half court. So, so for me and my kids and my family, it's, uh, I mean, it's literally quarantine heaven. Right. If you, uh, you know, if, uh, if there ever was one, I guess. But, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, that part has been great to have those different resources to, to help with the kids and stuff. But, I mean, you know, we've just been trying to, you know, make make the most out of the whole whole situation. Yeah, I, because my next question was going to be, how are you staying in shape? Because I'd imagine that's got to be really challenging for a lot of guys in the league right now. Number one, you don't know when you're going to resume or if you're going to resume, but you got to kind of stay in shape. Uh, you know, there's one thing to do push-ups and, you know, sit-ups and pull-ups or whatever. It's nothing to actually get a basketball in your hands and shoot. It sounds like you're all good in that regard. What, I mean, how have you kind of gone about, like, working out? I mean, it, it, just because you don't know, who knows? You, listen, AT, it's not out of the question that the season's done and, and y'all don't play again until next year. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the part of it. Um, you know, I'm, you know me, you know my my nature is I'm a worker. Yeah. Um, so for me, it has been uh, kind of been a weird, difficult like um, mix. Um, but I have I have definitely um, you know been more on the side of like chilling. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like which is which which is which is hard for me. Like right. it actually is like you know. Yeah. Obviously, it's like. But normally, there's a time. There's a clear timeline. And whenever there's a clear timeline, I have a clear plan, yes. right? And I've followed a clear plan in every offseason pretty much my entire career, and it's worked for me, right? Right. It's like, you know, hey, after the season's over, I'm going to take some time off, chilling, mm-hmm. right? Like, nothing. Like, not don't touch a weight, don't run, don't nothing. Maybe walk with my wife. That's about it. Yeah. There's a dog, right? <laughs> that's it. Chilling. Then outside of that, you know, um, you know, in a regular offseason, I know, okay, this this first month I'm chilling. This next two weeks, okay. Now it's more okay. Ramp up, you know, just to get the body moving. Walking up, right? Yep. Two or three days a week, I'll work out. And then the next couple of weeks is I ramp up a little bit more. Then the following month I ramp up a little. So then by the time I'm hitting, you know, getting into you know training camp, I've done you know two two a days, mm-hmm. and I've done all stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm run. I ran. I, you know, but now it's like dog like all right we'll have to balance this out like i don't definitely don't want to burn out right mm-hmm. um but also if for somehow some way the season does come back i don't want to waste this time either right. <laughs> you know so it's kind of a it's kind of been a, a you know a balancing act for me to try to, to put in the work but just make sure i don't i'm not doing it daily and i'm not doing my like two a days and right. stuff like that I'm just you know doing something daily and I've been trying to eat really healthy and um you know ironically enough I've actually lost about eight to ten pounds so um but it's been on purpose you know just less weight and just uh trying to maintain that 
How has it been for you in, I know for, for me, just a regular civilian, you know, you like, like when the quarantine and everything first broke, man, I was on my phone all day, every day, reading every story possible. Oh, here comes a press conference. I got to consume everything that's going on. And like, I found that that just like, I lost my mind, dude. Like I, I, I totally lost yeah. my mind. It was just like going crazy with it. So there's a balance of like trying to stay up to speed with like, with everything versus whether or not that's good for your mental health. What have you found for that, especially as it pertains to sports and your job in getting ready to play? Like, what? How have you kind of struck a balance with those two things? So as far as sports and my job and all that stuff is, you know, with being part of the NDTA, um, I'm kind of in the know of kind of what's going on behind the scenes. Yes. And so we have calls you know, weekly, usually about what's going on. And, you know, it, it'll, it'll slow down a little bit now because now we got some stuff figured out. I'm sure you saw last week that we agreed to, to like, a, you know, a scale back on, yep. on paychecks and so further notice type thing. Um, you know, but it was, so we were, we were really, you know, you know, almost every other day talking about that for a while. Um, so that part of it is pretty easy to kind of stay up on board. Um, Obviously, my wife, you know Jessica, um, she's a she's a PA by trade, and so she's you know she's very familiar with um, you know medical things. Like I'm not real super smart when it comes to that stuff, so kind of I kind of lean on her to you know read everything, read all the signs, and read read everything that's going on. And we kind of we just follow her lead as far as all right. What do you what do you think we should do? How should we move? How should we shake? Right. Yep. Um, And 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 for me, honestly, I just I don't turn on the news. Like yeah. I don't, and, right. and and that's the reason why. There for the first few days, that's all I was doing. Same thing, just consuming. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Is this the end? You know? Right. <laughs> right. It's like low low key. Like like what the heck's going on? And you know I, I you know I quickly realized this is not a this is not the way to live. This is not the way to live a life. And B it's not going to, that's not going to do me any good. No. Right. Cause you go to one source, you go to, you know, one news outlet, it's saying one thing, go to another one, it's saying another, you read one article, it says this, another one's done it. So it's like, all right, kind of have to start by identifying who you're going to, who you're going to follow, right? Who you, who are, cause we're not scientists. We don't know. <laughs> no. right? Me, you, my wife, none of us, my neighbors, none of us know exactly what's going on. Some people think, uh, it's not really a big deal. They're making way bigger of a deal than others, right? And others are saying, no, this is a huge deal. Now, these people who are doing this are crazy. This <laughs> right. is it's like, so I'm like, bro, uh, what, which is it? Where, do I, where am I at? Right. I, don't know, right. I don't know where I'm at on that spectrum. Like, you know, I think everybody's crazy for, for you know, wanting to, you know, get back to normal and stuff like that. I mean, I understand why, mm-hmm. but. Is it safe? I don't know. Right. Like I don't really know. Like <laughs> <laughs> I know it's horrible. It's so it's it's, 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 it's tough. It yeah. really is. It's really tough. But you know, for me, it's just like you know what? Yeah, we're doing the quarantining thing. We're doing the social distancing thing. Even yep. whenever we are around other people, yep. or a friend comes over to drop off something, it's like you know, hey, hey, bro, yeah, air five, yeah, you know, like <laughs> like we. I'll talk to you for th- three hours, but. Just, I'm not about to be all up in your face and yeah, you and mine. Right, so, right, right, right. Um, you know, 
just for that. So I, I don't know, man. It's just it's tough. I don't know. It is. It okay. So you being a part of the NBA Players Association, I'm sure you can't divulge all of the natures of, of the nature of what you guys have been discussing re- with regards to resuming the season. But is there anything you can kind of give us insight into where, like, how that's trending, what that looks like, or is that more the same thing? If everybody's like. Man, I don't know. We got to kind of wait and see what everything kind of looks like. Because uh, I, I thought I heard Adam Silver talk about Memorial Day kind of being like a big date to try and get things started. But I mean, shoot, all of a sudden that's like a month away. So I mean, I guess is there anything you can share in in with that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's what I can share is really not like breaking news. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's like it's literally like from week to week it's been like oh wow i feel really confident that things are going to happen the next week's like oh crap i don't know if we're coming back even <laughs> you know to start next year right, on time, right. right? like so yeah. like every week every week is very kind of unique in and of itself it's, it's it's been a crazy crazy roller coaster um as far as that side of things goes but i mean just for the most part though i mean i would just say no, I mean, there's nothing. <laughs> gotcha. I figured <laughs> there wasn't, you know, you. right. Right. Yeah. Like I know that, I, I know that, you know, they floated around June, June 15th as kind of a D day. Gotcha. Right? They floated that around. Not necessarily that's set in stone, but that's kind of like, all right, if there, there has to be basically a final decision made gotcha. in or around that time. Okay. Because otherwise it's going to be getting too late to even resume anything. Right? right for this season um so you know uh, put it that way if there's nothing if there's nothing definitive by that date you it's pretty much done that's kind so of what i, I figured that's, yeah that's kind of uh a, a, a general thing that that's not like like i said it's not really breaking news you yeah. know but at the same time it's and it's not even something that is 100 percent accurate right i'm just saying that has been floated around as a possible D-Day of, okay, we need, we need a decision by then. Right, right. Uh, what about, I mean, because you, you have, uh, you know, the, the great thing about you is that you are, wear a lot of different hats. Um, you're, you're Anthony Tolliver, the NBA basketball player. You're also Anthony Tolliver, the entrepreneur and businessman. You and Dane got big blanket. I know you got your hands in a bunch of other things. So certainly coronavirus has impacted all those things. What about like Anthony Tolliver, the businessman? What has that been like in managing the business side of this stuff for some of your other little ventures you got rolling? Um, that side has been pretty freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, just trying to develop a new like rhythm. Um, it's 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 built up some tension and pressure even on my marriage at, at moments. Sure. <laughs> you know, because well because, you know, like during the basketball season or even in the off season, I have a rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have a rhythm, I know what's going on, I know when I'm gonna take calls and I'm not gonna take calls, you know. But like kinda right now, like with with all this stuff, I mean there's been so much stuff that is just built up, you know, business wise you know, the MVPA. So I've had phone calls with that. I've had also phone calls with, you know, multiple things within the MVPA, multiple other businesses who are doing things that require a lot of time on the phone and effort and this, this, and that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just everything kind of all at once. And everybody knows, obviously, 
everybody's quarantined. And so everybody's like, well, let's get on the phone. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so it's like, dang, like, all right, I gotta, I gotta do a better job of just like recalibrating my balance, you know, because, you know, for me, you know, it's about the kids and the wife and all that stuff and making sure that that time is sacred mm-hmm. and then building around that, you know, cause it kind of got, kind of got flipped upside down. So as far as like, yeah, business stuff goes like big blanket, has been affected by it, right? Sure. But in a positive way. We've actually been crushing it. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, so and then other companies, you know, uh, our fishing company, it's, um, you know, our, obviously our retail sales are down, but our, our online sales are up like 50% or 75%, okay. you okay. know? So it's it's just like, it's changing. And it's just like being able to adapt to, to this new normal um, for now, at least until we figure out what tech's going to happen in the future. Um, I think is, you know, it's going to basically determine whether or not our businesses make it or, or don't. You've had, even, I mean, you're, you've had quite the career in the NBA in terms of, I think I counted up nine different teams. Is that what it is? Are you up to nine? Is that what, is that? It's 10, it's 10? 10 now. Okay, actually. look at you. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't know if you realize I played for Memphis to, to finish the. <laughs> That's what I was going to add. That's what I was going to say. Like, even for, even it, for Anthony Tolliver standards I, this I year. That? I mean, I'm telling you that because it's funny. I'm not even it's it's not really even a joke because there's a lot of people that I know and who are in my circle who some of my family members they are don't like, know yeah so you know so man you were what were you up in Portland when it got canceled I'm like bro I've been on two different teams since Portland, since Portland. <laughs> I had to I'm not gonna lie so, I had to, I had to Google and double check I was like okay I knew he's in Portland. I thought he went to Sacramento. I think he's like, I had to double check all that stuff. The reason I asked is even yeah. for you, the journeyman, like this has been a crazy year, even for your standards. Like what has oh, this yeah. year been like for you from Portland to Sacramento and, and then being in Memphis? Oh man, it's been, it's been freaking insane. Yeah. Like it's uh, <laughs> like, you know, first of all, that's only the second time out of all these years, all these different teams I've ever been on or whatever it may be. Um, that was only the second time I've ever been traded in my career. Really? So a lot of people, you know, people who don't really understand how the NBA works, you know, you know, and I don't correct them cause I don't really want to take the time to explain <laughs> everything, but they're like, Oh man, you got traded to such and such. I'm like, yeah. Right. But I didn't get traded actually signed as a free agent. Right. They don't understand that, no. but I'm not going to just. Oh no! Actually, you know what? It's actually this. Like, no, yeah, I got traded. Like, you know, so <laughs> just easier to say. Yep. Think, yeah. Most. Yeah. Exactly. Most people think I've gotten traded like fifteen times. Like, I've only been <laughs> traded twice. The first time was six years ago ish, right? Whenever mm-hmm. I was in Phoenix, got traded to Detroit, which at the time I thought was the worst thing ever. Um, ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me. Yep. Um, and then this time, getting traded from Portland to Sac, right? I go to SAC, I'm there. Wasn't, you know, originally wasn't even really planning on going and reporting. I was going to just get a buyout and try to go somewhere else. But, you know, they were like, hey, you know, we'd love to have him back. And, you know, we feel like there's a, there's an opportunity here, blah, 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 right? And it just never came around. So I was, you know, about a month into it, I was like, all right, I want out, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, which was, the fir- which was crazy because this is the first time in my career I've ever asked to be, you know, let go and get out of the contract. And so, you know, what was the craziest part of it was it was the first time in my career where I was saying, all right, I want out, but I don't have a landing spot. I didn't have a place to go. 
I was like, I was like, this could be the end, right? Oh, Lord, which yeah. is crazy. It was, yeah. a, it was crazy, man. It was ironically the last game I had with Sack, and I knew I was going to get bought out the next day, was against Memphis, okay. and I was like, wow, I could literally, this could literally be my last game, and I remember thinking, sit on the bench because you know yeah. I wanted out because I wasn't playing, <laughs> right. and I'm like, I'm thirty. I'm 34, and if I don't play, I, I die, right? Like, yeah. this, is, this is how careers end, right? So I'm like, all right, I, I need out. I'm looking over at our opponent on that Friday night. I'm thinking, wow, Memphis could really use me, actually. That's crazy. And I was thinking, like, <laughs> wow, my career could be over. You know, hey, it's been a great run. You know, literally had Jessica fly in from, from Portland. Uh, Saturday morning, we, were gonna, we, we literally were going to drive to Napa, have some wine, right, chill out, right. enjoy it. Like almost like almost a celebration, mm-hmm. but not like a celebration, right? Like, all right, if it if it continues after this weekend, cool. If it doesn't, all good. Wow. Like, just hey, let's just go to Napa, enjoy ourselves, drink some wine, and yeah. have a great time, bro. Tell me why driving on the way to Napa, my agents like, hey, bro, teams are calling already. I'm like, ah, ah. I mean, I'm thinking like. That's great, but yes. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to have a good weekend. <laughs> yeah, come on, you're messing this up. <laughs> Jessica's giving you that look like, like, oh, Lord, come on. Oh, she did. And yeah. So it was like, this, I'll tell you the plan. So this is the plan. We are going to have a great night, you know what I'm saying, go have a couple wineries, yeah. go to a couple wineries, and, you know, drink some great wine, have a great dinner, great, you know, just a yeah, great romantic, night. Romantic, right? all Wake that, yeah. Next morning, yeah. drive, up, drive up the coast to oh. Portland see the family i hadn't seen the kids for like six or seven weeks so i'm thinking man this is about to be the great weekend kids, and then maybe next week you know somebody call and want me to pick me up for somebody for the playoffs or something right that's what i'm thinking yep bro i'm i'm literally i'm literally lit in the middle of the wine tasting (laughs) and the memphis the memphis grizzlies uh coach like calls me i know him but he calls me like yo you know how soon can you get here? I'm like, oh. well, I can't leave today. <laughs> I, said, I said, as soon as I can get there, bro, this is possibly leave tomorrow. And so we started working on it. And wow. Sure enough, man, ended up flying from Zachary, or sorry, from, from Napa Valley yep. um, to all the way over to Atlanta, directly to Atlanta. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then met them while they were on the road. Still didn't get a chance to see my kids, you know. Yeah. Um, but still met them, and, and and I had to clear waivers. So I cleared waivers at five o'clock on Monday. Signed a contract at five o two on Monday. Played at seven thirty. Played twenty minutes at twelve points. That is freaking crazy. <laughs> like that. Yeah. that yeah. That's where you. I mean. People just have no idea, man. You know what I mean? That like for for the average, they just go, "Oh, look, Tolliver. He oh, he's in Memphis now." It's like, well, there's a lot that went into all that, you know, and there was a lot of emotions <laughs> and different things that went into that. That is, God, that's nut. I mean, you've been around a lot of good young players. Like, what? Tell me about. Give me your your quick thoughts on Ja Morant. Like, what? I mean, is he as off the chain as he looks? Yes, every bit, of, <laughs> every bit. I mean, he's not. So he's 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 as good as he looks, and he's also probably a better person okay. than you can imagine. Like. Like, he's just a good kid, right? And what I love about Memphis, and, you know, I'll tell you story kind of how the whole 10-day contract, okay. you know, worked out. I write this, but, yo, like, he and uh, Jaron Jackson mm-hmm. are, like, phenomenal. 
phenomenal kids, like phenomenal, right? And it's not just them. Like there's a, a, all the guys on the team are dope, and they're all young. Right? Yeah, it's Everybody's a young team. Young. Yes, like, I was I was old old head on that team, right? <laughs> and but everybody's dope, man. Everybody's good. They're obviously good at basketball, right? But like they're just good, humble guys, and like like they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't know. There's just like a there's a maturity about this group that I I've never really been around a young group like that, right? And so, you know, the organization phenomenal. Like it just they shot it shocked me. I was just like, I went there. I was like, hey, I, I just want an opportunity to play basketball. Sure. I, I was like, I don't really care who it's with, whatever. And I got there and I was like, I fell in love with the with the team, with the guys, with the organization. I'm like, oh, this is actually a really, really dope situation, right? right. Um, so um, we'll see. But anyways, I'll, I'll give me the ten day, the 10, yeah. Day, yeah. ten day contract, right? So ten days. I look at the schedule, and of course, you know, at day ten was the day before we tra- would travel to go to Portland. Okay. So on the tenth day was the day we would travel to go to Portland, which is where my family had been that whole time. Right. So I'm thinking, like, so if I don't sign another ten day contract. I'm not, I'm still not going to see my kids, not going to see my family for a while. Right. Right. And so, so I go ball out, right. I do my thing over yes. the 10 day contract. They're like, Hey, we want to sign you to another one. Um, meanwhile, there's other teams that are, you know, calling and wanting to possibly rock with me. But I'm thinking like, all right, well maybe after the second 10 day, <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to see my family. I'm trying to see my kids. Right. Plus it's a good situation. I'm still playing. Everything's good. So hey, I'm just going to rock this out. See what happens. And so, um, so yeah, the tenth day we fly we fly to Portland, and and uh, you know the next morning, Rich Cho, Rich Cho was like, hey, tomorrow morning at nine o'clock, we're gonna sign you know sign your second ten day and whatever. I'm like, bet it'll mm-hmm. be docu sign, so it'll be easy. Long story short, well that night I'm at my crib in Portland with my family, okay. hanging out about to eat dinner, and I get the notification, NBA suspended. <laughs> oh, you! Like, what the freak just yeah. happened, right? Like, but like, I just happened. We just happened to be in Portland, right? Like, it's just <laughs> the timing of it was perfect. And then they were like, "Yeah, we're trying to get back to Memphis as soon as possible because we had just landed in Portland okay. like two hours before that." And they're like, "If it's suspended, then everybody's like, well, we need to get home.'" Right. And so I'm like, "Well, I am home. I'm, I'm staying. With my family, so yeah, I'm out." And so either way, I was like. Even if it was like all oh, mandatory family or mandatory team stuff, right. that that's cool. Technically, I'm not on the team no more after <laughs> tomorrow morning. So, <laughs> so y'all go ahead, and I'm gonna stay here. So it's it just a it's just crazy time. Like the the way it worked out and played out, it was it was perfect. My family got a chance to you know I get to just be with my family, and right. and then you know after like a couple of weeks, we decided. Or it wasn't even a couple weeks. It was like a week. By the time, just everything started progressing the way it did, right? And it just started getting crazier and crazier. We were like, you know what? Like, if this is going to be a long-term situation, we need to get home, home, right? Mm-hmm. So, just start calling in favors, bro, and making stuff happen. Got my dog ship. I'm like, my my, my uh, dog ship. Yep. My cars shipped, and 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 just like got everything set up within like 24 hours, got everything done. I was like, wow. Hey guys, quick break to talk to you guys about Pella windows and doors. And I want to 
make sure that you guys understand that Pella Windows of Omaha and Lincoln, they're following CDC guidelines uh, during this coronavirus situation. They can safely serve any of your window and door needs in the showroom or in your home. All the employees at Pella and the customers are completing a COVID-19 questionnaire as provided by the CDC prior to entering the showroom, entering the office, and uh, any uh, potential customer's home. And all the employees are required to self-quarantine for a recommended 14 days if uh, that individual comes into contact with someone who's tested positive, if they traveled anywhere outside of the Omaha-Lincoln area. Bottom line, they are taking all the necessary precautions to make sure that they are safe and you are safe so you can safely move forward with your window and door needs. And uh, on top of all that, as a result of all this stuff with the coronavirus, uh, Pella is offering temporary special financing options. They are now available. So and now is the time to take advantage of these special rates and uh, put that value back into your home, and you have that peace of mind knowing that all the necessary safety uh, protocol and precautions have been uh, put into place by Pella, so you know the whole time you can feel safe. Give Pella a call, 402-493-1350, or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Back to Anthony Tolliver. Right in the nick of time, too, probably. You know what I mean? Because it was that stuff was... Everything happened so fast. I mean, so you were, yeah. were so you were like sitting down for dinner when like the Rudy Gobert stuff all broke. Like, yes. yeah. So give, yes. give me your. I'm, I'm always interested in people's like where they were when all that stuff happened because I'm telling you, man, that was like when all that happened, and then you know, then there's the Woj bomb that the the season's canceled. That's that whole that whole night is like a everybody will kind of remember where they were that night. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm yeah because. So, you know, obviously Corona was around before that, yes. right? It wasn't yes. like it yeah, was not a just new showed thing. up that day, right? right? So it was like there was all these new kind of regulations that were kind of taking place before we shut down. Um, media wasn't allowed in the locker room no yep. more. Um, everything was done in the press conference room. Um, even our fans in Memphis, like they had the, uh, an extra barricade between them and us. No more touching fans. No more doing autographs no more pictures, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you can wave at people and stuff like that, like, you know, air fist bump, whatever. <laughs> and it was like, you know, it was like, it was already weird, right? Yes. And then, the, so on our way to Portland, you know, all this stuff, just like, you know, I remember that day and, and while we're on the plane, even guys were getting notifications, yo, yeah. this happened, yo, that's happening, blah, 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 right? Yo, they're talking about, you know, um, you know, having... After Thursday, because Thursday was the game was the game against uh, Portland, they're like starting on Friday, the games, all games in the NBA are going to be without fans, right? Right, and so we we thought that was outrageous. We're like, yeah, that's crazy, mm-hmm. right? But they're like, we thought that was like worst case scenario. Man, we're going to be hooping, but we're going to be basically scrimmaging against these different teams, right? <laughs> right? That's what we thought. Right. And and then less than 24 hours later, it's like, nah, y'all ain't, y'all ain't even doing that. Matter of fact, everybody go home. Matter of fact, everybody go home and get away from each other. Matter of <laughs> fact, you can't even come into the practice facility or nothing. Like, you yeah. go home and sit. Yes. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah, in a span of like six days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, span of yeah. six days and went from like, 
Yeah, that's right. It was like, okay, no fans. Okay, uh, everybody's going to stop for a little bit too. Everybody go home, shut their door. Don't come out unless you are going like it is absolutely necessary. It's just, it's nuts. You know how fast it all moved, you know? And we're, you know, we're a little over a month into it, so we're all sort of adjusting to it. But in some ways, it's still as crazy to say out loud kind of just what is exactly happening right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do do you, uh, you're the perfect guy to talk to about a bunch of this stuff because, you're you're just the perfect dude. Uh, I, I wanna, Thank you, sir. Yeah, you know, you're the perfect dude. Yes, you are the perfect human being. But it, I want to talk about this G League thing with Jalen Green, and then I also want to talk about Tyshawn Alexander because I'm sure you saw that Tyshawn officially signed with an agent. He's going to stay in the draft, and uh, he's not coming back to Creighton after you know our boys balled out this year. At like those those guys were good this year. It was wild to watch them play. Um, tell me, give me your thoughts on Tyshawn's decision because he's probably like a borderline second round pick and you know the the contracts in the second round have changed like a lot of the second round guys are, are getting there's more guaranteed money getting thrown out there like Kyrie was a, was like the 36th or 38th pick he got like a two years two million dollar contract uh with like maybe a third year player option so a lot of those second round contracts are getting better but it's but it's the it's just there's a there's a gamble there, right? I mean, it's like he could get uh, go undrafted, or if he's maybe a late late second round pick, he might not get that kind of guaranteed money. Whereas if he would have come back, he could have maybe played his way into being a guaranteed second rounder, maybe even a first rounder. How do you see Tyshawn's whole decision? Because it's you're seeing more of that where guys are leaving early that are like borderline second round picks. Yeah. Um... So, just to be clear, I'm uh, the person the the agent that he signed with is it um, one of the agents that allows him to go back to school? No, he not? is. I think he is officially. It is he is signed and staying in. He did not sign yeah. like and it's so, a real agent. Like he is homeboy. Did, did is, he get? Did he get any feedback? Um, yeah, did he get any feedback before he made that decision? I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm asking you because I don't yes, know he did. Yeah. to do. I, I wish, you know, I he, wish all the guys, especially all the guys at least coming out of Creighton, would, you know, reach out to us. Yes, right? like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, <laughs> I know. All, I, we're all resources, right? And right. I, we have done that for some guys. I, I, I remember talking to um, Kyrie yep. um, when he was coming out. Um, I think I talked to Justin once. Um, um, but, like, you know, so different guys definitely have i you know so but i mean you know just getting getting certain guys um you know reaching out to us i mean we we're all open books right? yeah we're you'd be the perfect guy you, you're you're the better guy to talk to in all reality than you know than kyle or doug or because like you've you've gone overseas you've been in the g league you've signed 10-day contract like you've done two-way con- like you know all of what that world looks like and so i don't know i just I, the, the yes but to answer your question on tyshawn he 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 went through the he got feedback uh my understanding was that his grade was was kind of like late second round and he is he, he's decided to stay in the draft and what's hard is like he's going to get no pre-draft workouts uh or anything like that because of what's going on right yeah, now no no ability to even bump that up none so i don't i mean it's one of those things i get it like if someone if someone just you know if tyshawn were sitting here he might be like listen at nick 
I just want, I'm ready to I'm ready to start my pro career and it's like yeah okay that's fine you know I, I totally I totally get that but I don't know I just think uh, you know how it is like you all of a sudden you become a late second round picker you go undrafted all of a sudden you're entering into that into the jungle man where there's a lot of dudes out there that are that are grinding to try and make it and it's and it's it's hard I guess there's just a lot of things to consider with that right no I mean I, I you know hey man. It's, it's you know, every man to himself, right? Like, be yeah. able to make his own decisions. And like you said, if, if he wants to just be, he says, hey, I just want to start my pro career. Fair enough, bro. That's yep. what you're going to do. All good. Um, but, you know, for me, it's like, especially with Creighton having, you know, obviously big time aspirations the following year and, mm-hmm. you know, being in a lot of preseason top four, top three, top block. I mean, that's, the, when, you're, when, you're, when you're in that discussion, you are a national championship contender. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Right. Yes. So, so, you know, having that ability to to do that, I mean, you know, like I said, I don't know all the factors and I don't know all the details, and it's hard for me to just in a vacuum. I got you. Say, yeah, me too. Right. You know, it's right. a it's a great decision or or, or it's a bad decision. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know his circumstances, and that's what I'm saying. I wish. I wish these guys would reach out to us right. more um, and use us as resources and bounce things off. It's like, all right, here's my situation. Bam, 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 bam. What do you yep. think I should do? Right, right. Bam. All right, well, cool. This is what I think you should do. This is how I think you should approach it, right? Um, but, you know, but it is what it is. Like I said, it's, I, it sucks for Creighton, you know, yeah. <laughs> because – Man, they had a chance, like, dude. You know, that's going to be a big – that's going to be a big hit to, uh, you know, to their aspirations to – Make a big make a big leap for for next year, but uh, but you know hey, it's hard. Everybody's got to do what they got to do. So hey, it, it is uh, it is pretty crazy. I, I might have, I might have text Dotzler this or something like you know 10, 13 years ago we were eating Arby's roast beef sandwiches, getting ready to play Northern Iowa, <laughs> you know on like a, on a Tuesday night and. You know, here here we are, thirteen years later, and Creighton's. You know, they finished the year ranked seventh. They won the Big East regular season title. Like they were going to be like a two seed in the NCAA tournament. Like it, it is. It's got to make. Like I know it makes me proud, but even you, like you, really helped lay down the foundation for for this program. Like, damn, you got to be pretty proud of where the program's at right now. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just continued to get better and better, and just you know, obviously had you know halfway just decent years here and there right you know where there's there's down years whatever but, sure but for the most part i mean it's just been like continuing to just have a, a great standard right and i'm just uh you know i'm definitely proud of the guys who are a part of it and uh just you know proud to be a, a creighton alumni you know especially yeah. whenever got guys out here you know representing as well uh a couple last things we'll let you run at this this G League uh, decision that Jalen Green made, the the top high school kid, uh, the, the, the G League is kind of expanding into this almost like developmental thing where Jalen Green got $500,000. He gets a scholarship for any university. Later, if he wants it, he's going to get training out in Southern California with coaches and veteran players and play like 10 to 12, a 10 to 12 game schedule. Um he he's opting to do that as opposed to go play college basketball. You know, I know the G League clearly is like I don't know if they I think they they don't love seeing like Lamelo Ball and those dudes go over to Australia. 
I think that as and RJ Hampton, I think did it as well. I think that's as big of a thing as anything with this expanded G League thing. How do you see all that stuff? I mean, because we're we're kind of we're it feels like we're we're headed towards another crossroads for where like college basketball, these you know McDonald's All American five star guys, if they want to go to college or if they want to do this G League thing or if they want to go overseas right away. How do you see all that as someone that's that's been all been all those things? Yeah, I mean it's uh, it definitely is. It's it's all about money. Yeah, um, you know, um, all across the board, every single one of those leagues, Australian league, overseas leagues, China, D league, G league, whatever you want to call it, college. I mean, it's going to be competition. But what what does competition bring? It brings it it, it brings the best out of everybody, right? Like to me, it, it's it's great that the, a, a person coming out of high school will have options, right? the G league option and stuff like that will eventually end up being the NBA option, but hopefully maybe it'll be both, right? Like, because some guys might be on the brink of being ready, but not ready. LeBron was ready, right? Mm -hmm. Certain guys are ready, right? So you get drafted right into the NBA, you know, whatever it may be. And that's going to happen again sooner than later. That might end up being, you know, where they kind of morph the, the draft, thing or you can get drafted out of high school and then that basically you like a you know we've already all, all talked about the farm league like how baseball is right yep, you have yep. you know you get drafted by the Mets okay cool well you're going to the you're going to triple a or double a or single a until you know for a while development 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 and then you know we might pop up after a year or two or whatever and, into the regular league well you know I think the NBA is going in that direction um, and I think that it's going to be um, you're going to be seeing a lot more, even a lot more high school guys getting drafted, putting them into the farm system, and then, you know, popping them up whenever they're ready type thing. So, um, but then, you know, like I said, there'll be some guys who, I mean, the per, the, 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 the people who are going to hurt the most, NTAA, yeah. right? A lot of these guys who are the top-notch guys, I mean, they might go to the college, but I would say majority of them aren't going to even – you know, consider it like what you're going to go to the NBA or you know G League and make a ton of money, or you can go to college. Right. Like, I mean, some guys might. Like I said, some guys still. I mean, they're still going to be college basketball. Don't get me wrong. No right? question. I'm just talking about the the cream of the crop. The yes. cream of the crop. There's going to be a you know they're going to get kind of shaved off the top, and then they're going to go to the professional ranks, and then you know. The, the four the four star recruits and three star recruits would now be bumped up mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. to the top the top of the top in college basketball. Yeah, I, I think because I'm totally with you, and I think listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that college basketball who needs Zion, who needs Kevin Durant. I mean, come on, like Zion's year at Duke was great for college basketball. Kevin Durant at Texas was great. Melo at Syracuse was great. Like, come on. But at the same time, like mm-hmm. I think. I almost think a bigger issue isn't the elite high school kids not coming to college. I think the bigger issue is the current college basketball players leaving early to be undrafted or leaving early to be second-round picks. Like I almost think that's a bigger issue for the long term of college basketball as as it is that a five-star McDonald's All-American never comes to college. That That's kind of how yeah. – I, I would say that's – Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, what we talked about earlier was, you know, you know, the, the NCAA has implemented some new rules yep. where, you know, obviously those guys, some of those guys can sign with different agencies. Certain agencies have the ability to, 
sign a player, but then still have them go back to college and stuff like that. That I think that's the purpose of that is to kind of prevent some of those situations from happening. Right. Guys still have the ability to go sign with another agent that don't that doesn't have the ability to go back to college. Um, what that's their prerogative, right? I mean, you can't you can't possibly fix it all the way to where you protect them from themselves. Yeah. All the way. Right. right? Like guys people are gonna make their own decisions based on what they feel like they wanna do. So you do you put the you put the opportunities in place that you feel like are the best for them, and you say, hey, these are your options, and you know you can protect yourself by doing this, but you know if you don't, then it's on you. And no, there's going to be there's going to be a whole lot of casualties, uh, career casualties, not people, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> but career career casualties by people making poor decisions yeah. and coming out too early and stuff like that. But I, I agree with you. I don't, you know, that is, that is a, you know, that can be a pretty massive mistake whenever guys do that. Okay. Get you out here on this one. You and I are the same age. Tell me you watched the, the first, the last dance, uh, part one and part two of Jordan's documentary last week. Did you watch it? Of course, bro. I mean, I mean come on now. Yeah. Get, okay. Give it, give it, it to me. It, I mean, like were you as, good. I was like drooling the whole time. I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, you know, obviously, Anybody, I think our age is probably a Michael Jordan buff. Either they uh, put it this way: majority of our people, the people our age, love him. Then there's the faction of people who hate him because they he beat their team, right? Like that thing, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, my my cousin from Detroit still oh. doesn't like Michael Jordan to this day. <laughs> yeah. Those, you know, even though they beat up on him for multiple years, but then <laughs> he basically destroyed that entire. Uh, that entire era, right? Yes. That bad boys era, because you know they broke up after that. So, um, so he still to this day doesn't like Michael Jordan. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I read, I've read multiple books on Jordan. I've read a book on on Dennis Rodman. Um, I haven't read anything on Scotty, um, but you know, seen just about everything you know, to do that has to do with Michael Jordan that's ever been on TV or movie theaters, anything. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's crazy. I, I mean, I've, I've, I know a lot of the stuff that is happening on, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. In the documentary. It, right. It right. doesn't, it doesn't keep, it doesn't keep me from absolutely loving it. Right. It's still awesome. It's still great. Um, but it's just like, it's just, you know, learning. There are some things I'm learning though. That's what keeps me coming back. Right. Where, right. you know, I didn't. I, I didn't realize even through the books and everything else. Maybe I missed it, but I didn't realize that Scotty actually asked for a trade. Neither I did I. I forgot about that. I, was like, I know. I, that's fascinating. Crazy Holy crap! I never knew that. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I well, because what I what I was saying was like when you were when you're the age we were, well, we'd have been like what, like fourteen or something like that when all that stuff's going. Like you don't think about contracts and front office stuff. You're just like Bulls are really good. Jordan's a baller. I'm watching Sports Center. I don't care about anything else. You know what I mean? Like you didn't like yep. a lot of that stuff didn't didn't make it to your conversations over pizza rolls and fruit roll-ups and stuff. You know what I mean? Like you didn't care about any of that stuff. And so I'm with you like I had I had I'd forgotten about Scotty asking for a trade. You know, it's just amazing to think that these dudes were backed that they had won five championships. They had just won two in a row and it's understood heading into that season. It's like, this is it. Phil Jackson's last year. Everything's, it's just, it's wild. Like it, it's, it still no, is, it's still is. No, it's, it's idiotic. It's idiotic. Right? Like yes. to me, 
the people who were in charge of the freaking bulls and we all know who they are, yeah. you know, it's like, dude, come on. Like you guys are seriously talking about, Oh, maybe we should start rebuilding now. Since <laughs> when do you rebuild in the middle of a freaking dynasty? I don't know. Like, you literally are doing what you play for. Yes. You're winning championships. Why would you like it? At very least, they, they owed, Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, the, the core guys, right? Yes. They owed them the the opportunity to win as many as they could until they couldn't, right? That's like, it. That's what was owed. Phil Jackson should have been the head coach of that team until whatever year they lost. Yes. Like they should, it should have just never happened until they lost. Once they lost, by, by all means, freaking blow the whole thing up, right? right? But it's like, dude, why in the world, when you just won five out of seven, five out of seven, insane. It's nuts. Why would you just go blow it up? I know. Including, like, you have the best player in the world. Yes. Clearly, best player in the world on your team. And Phil Jackson is the coach, and he's saying, I'm not playing for anybody else but Phil Jackson. And you're like, it doesn't matter. That just shows you how much pride yeah. was involved. It's it just, right. Like, they thought it would, they wanted, they wanted attention. They wanted the, notoriety and it's like bro are you kidding me like y'all y'all did that because of freaking pride that's crazy pride and ego and wanting credit you know like when you care about where the credit gets delved out more so than the the actual team success like you you got problems and that's pretty much what was like it should have it how hard is it to walk into the front office and say, okay, here's the thing. We're going to redo Scotty's contract. We're redoing Phil. He's staying. So Jordan's happy. And we're going to ride this. Like, it's just, it's, it would have been, it's not like they had to do a bunch of things. They just needed to make sure Phil was good and Scotty was good and they were going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not even like it was an impossible, like the Warriors situation with KD and, and Steph and all, like everything was going to come to a head with everybody wanting a ton of money. Like this wasn't necessarily totally like that. Like I felt like they could have made everything work if they wanted to, but like you said, Absolutely. ego, pride, all that stuff go, gets into the way. It's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Pride unbelievable. comes before the fall, you know, and yep. they, uh, they wanted to prove that, that it was them you know, that, that won the championships or it was there. He, you know, he was like Jerry Krause, even his, his, his quote of a player, individual players by themselves don't win championships. Organizations win championships. No crap. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan. You ever heard of Michael like, Jordan? <laughs> like, like don't, but once again, don't, don't get it twisted. Yes. Does it require, does it require some, some maneuvering from front office people and a good head coach and stuff? Like that? Yeah. I mean, yes. But right. even the head coach part, it's like, does it require a great head coach? I don't, I don't know if I even would say that. Right. If you have good enough players, it doesn't require a great head coach to win a championship. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you, need, you need somebody who's decent, right? Yeah, like, just manage it. Decent? Yeah. If you have enough talent, you can win a championship, right? right? Like, right. you know, how you get that talent, it could be through draft, could be through trades, could be through free agency. Now, you know, some of that obviously is on the – you know the head coach or the uh, GM in front office, right? So yeah, it's it, it, it's all it, it all is together, right? But to make it sound like oh, you know, we should get more credit than we do, it's like nah, son, you got freaking MJ <laughs> and Scotty, like two of the probably oh, best five players, six players in the NBA at that time, right. easily, right? right? So 
Like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, little Jerry Krause. It was, <laughs> it was MJ and Pippen, bro. Like, yeah. come on. do you think, I mean, uh, and then I'll let you run. I promise here do you, with being around a young team and you guys probably, you and John Morant and Jaron Jackson and Dylan, Brooke, you guys probably didn't talk specifically about this, but like, do those guys get it with Jordan or are they more like, no, LeBron's the best or no, Kobe's the best. Like, do they, what do you think, do you think a lot of those young cats like are, are like, Oh man, he had 63 on Boston in his second playoff game ever in 86. Oh my God. Like, do you think they, do they, do they, they get respect, it? they respect Jordan. Okay. They, um, they respect Jordan, but they, um, they idolize Kobe LeBron. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Like they, they don't, they don't dis. They don't know. I've, I haven't. At least I haven't heard it. Like I haven't heard any of those guys, like the younger generations, disrespecting MJ. Like you know, by you know, discounting who he was, what he did, how he worked, but. You know, but they definitely elevate Kobe and elevate LeBron because that's who they grew up watching, right. and that, that's fair. Right. right? I, I mean, I don't, I can't really knock him. Um, you know, what's funny, you know, R.I.P. Kobe. But right. it's like it's just funny to me whenever people, the younger generation, say, "Oh, well, Kobe was better than MJ." <laughs> I'm like. What you don't get is that Kobe was a replica yes. of MJ, yes. <laughs> and he and, and a less successful yes. replica of MJ oh. in every in every category. So it's like literally every category, right? Yeah, he didn't do well in. And now, don't get me wrong; still one of the greatest players of all time, right? Like right. for sure, replicating MJ or not, still one of the best players of all time. You know. Like the only, like, yeah, maybe he he he, he uses left hand better than MJ. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I'll give you that. Maybe, if you want to have that, that's, that's fine. As far as I can get, I can't yeah. really give him much else. Like no. you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just going off facts and stats. Like yeah. facts and stats is hard to like beat. Like it's just nostalgia for these young guys, right? Kobe's better because that's you know I've seen it. Like oh, he's a better scorer. How? But we. You know, like, look at the freaking averages. Like, how is he a better scorer than Jordan? Yeah, it's crazy. I know. Like- <laughs> well, that's what people – people are such prisoners of the moment. And, yeah. you know, uh, people – and and uh, maybe this is the first sign that I'm getting old and, and getting on a rocking chair and all that stuff. But, like, everybody wants to act like – I mean, prior to – 2003, there were a lot of really good play. You know, Jordan was really good. Hakeem was really good. Penny Hardaway was really good. Shaq was really good. Charles Barkley was really good. Even with you, like I saw some, uh, some, some Creighton Blue Jay banter, uh, like poll on like the greatest centers ever at Creighton. And like I get it, Justin Patton was a lottery pick, and but they had like Justin above you, and it's like Justin did it for one year. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, and I get yeah. it. JP was a, like, but, but that's what it is. It's like, well, I remember JP and he played a couple years ago. So Justin's better. It's like, well, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's hard. Like it's, it's one thing to do it one year. It's nothing to do it multiple years. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's kind of how it is for everybody. Everything, whatever's happening in right. the moment's the best. Right. No, for sure. No, that's why I said it's, it is what it is. Like, I'm not, I'm not about to jump on nobody for thinking, 
you know, LeBron, Kobe is better than MJ. That's great that you feel that way. Yeah, buddy. I'm so sick of that debate <laughs> to a certain extent. Everybody's like, you know, in some ways, like Kobe's passing made me realize how dumb all that stuff is. It's like, why don't we spend yeah. time like appreciating these dudes? You know, the whole line of like, why we never give people roses while they're alive. Like, why don't we just appreciate these right. people rather than try and bring them down? Like, I can see already it happening with Jordan and his documentaries. People are trying to reignite that Jordan LeBron debate. It's like, well, let's just like LeBron's a uh, uh, a freak of nature, one of the five greatest players ever. Let's appreciate him and let's appreciate Jordan. Like we can do both at once. Yep. Didn't have to be. Didn't have to be a competition no, between done. the two. It, it, it done, no, both, both are dope. Both are great at what they do. Both are top top players of all time. So let's just enjoy it yeah. instead of debate it. Anthony Tolliver, go be a go be a businessman. Go work out in your gym. Go be a dad. Go do all that stuff. Appreciate your time, my man. I'm here. All right, my thanks to Pella Windows and Doors. If you're thinking about a new window or a new front door, now is the perfect time. Give Pella a call at 402-493-1350 or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. We will see you next time on the Nick Bob Podcast. Thank you.